0: Hey, welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Jordan, and I'm here with my brother Josh. Hey, what a twist. There's no Brandon. We miss you, buddy. Yeah, Brandon couldn't join us. I mean, he could originally, and then we had a bunch of technical difficulties, but we are uh, making sure to get this out to you so that you are prepared for your uh, week six waiver wire as we head into bye weeks Yeah, so it's just me and Jordan today, and
1: we are happy to be here. We got the Daily Roundabout coming at you. Uh, Well, first off, we just finished off watching that terrible loss that we just had. Monday Night Football was a heartbreaker tonight for everybody in Las Vegas and Oakland and L.A. and all over the world where the Raider Nation resides.
0: Yeah, rip Raiders 2022 season completely. Yep.
1: (sighs) Oh, that one hurts. Chiefs (laughs) remain at the top of the division. Yeah, handedly.
0: Okay, I'm a Raider. I'm a diehard Raiders fan. I will keep rooting for them every single game. I'm just also a realist and we're we're bad. It's it's hard, (laughs) but there are fantasy points to be had. There are. And that's what we're here to talk about. So uh, let's get into the uh, news a little bit. We had Matt Roll was fired as the head coach of the Panthers this morning.
1: A collective sigh of relief from everybody
0: yeah. Lots of talk about potential trades for Christian McCaffrey or for DJ Moore or different things like that. We don't have any idea what's going to happen. Those things are pretty unlikely. They pay those players a lot of money. And so a lot of teams would have a hard time taking on those contracts. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but otherwise, like currently it's all just speculation. So you know, don't do anything wild, but like if you could buy Christian McCaffrey on the cheap right now, would you do that? I I think I would. What about DJ Moore? The, no, I I'm, <laughs> I I'm one of these the right people answer. I've
1: never been a DJ Moore believer. And you can't
0: get Christian McCaffrey cheap. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't do that, but if you could, I would. <laughs> if somebody's scared by this news, it's probably not bad news. so, so capitalized, but anyways, Let's move on. Uh, Rashad Penny, uh, broken fibula, out for the season. That's a big bummer. Uh, He was starting to get things going, but uh, he will be out. So we will be uh, talking about Kenneth Walker, who, if you're in a competitive league, he is definitely owned. But uh, if he's not, he'll be the top of the waiver wire for sure. Yep. So um, we had Baker Mayfield in a walking boot. Uh, It sounds like it's a high ankle sprain and he's likely to miss a couple weeks. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, Tyree Hill also left in a walking boot. That seems less serious. He was stepped on towards the end of the game. And I think that's more precautious.
1: Oh, I thought all of the dolphins got stepped on for
0: the fourth <laughs> quarter. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> um, Thanks. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, is in concussion protocol and, uh, James Connor left the game with a rib injury. So uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit later. And we've got a few injuries that we'll also talk about when we get into the game. So did you have any big news? Um, Mm, There was one. We we left one.
1: Chris Olave was also uh, had a concussion on a touchdown catch. Um, Great catch. Yeah, great catch. Really tough looking injury, though. Uh, Hopefully he recovers from that and is able to play next week. But keep an eye on it. There's a chance he won't pass concussion protocol.
0: Alright, so uh week five, let's hop into the games. We've got the Giants and the Packers starting it off in London. Giants win 27-22, and they are four and one. The Giants do the unbelievable, the unthinkable, or
1: what do you think, Jordan? Are the Packers real? Are the Giants
0: real? What's the what's the story here? Okay, so. Yeah, I'm okay. This is the first good team that the Giants have beaten, and I don't know if the Packers are actually good. So I think this might actually say more about the Packers than it does about the Giants. Um, I I don't know what it is, but Aaron Rodgers kind of seems uninterested. Maybe it's the you know the wide receivers and struggling with the moving of, of the offense. Like I don't know, he seems frustrated, but. Like, I don't know. I don't see him, like, pumped up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just so... Everybody there just seems a little at odds, so... I don't know what's going on there, but it's, you know, it hasn't been good for the running backs either. Like, they struggled in this game. Um, the wide receivers, it's kind of a carousel who's actually good. Like, Lazard caught a touchdown here. Um, and But uh, Randall Cobb got the targets. He had, like, mm-hmm. 99 yards, I think it was. Um
1: romeo dobbs disappeared this game
0: yeah he had five targets but didn't do much with them uh saquon barkley was a beast 106 total yards and a touchdown he was awesome again be happy uh, new york yeah he's he's good um so obviously he's still rb1 right now so i think nick chubb actually took it oh nick chubb that's right who we're going to talk about shortly but uh yeah, he's way up there. He's one of the ones actually performing. Um, both the Packers running back struggled. Do you feel like you can start A.J. Dillon, or do you need to keep him on the bench?
1: I'm going to keep him on the bench from here on out. I actually told, told our buddy Zach Fenning the other day, well P. Fenning, shout out, dude, uh, that uh, he could start A.J. Dillon in this game because I thought that the fourth quarter would be the A.J. Dillon show when the Packers came out to their inevitable lead, but that did not happen that way. The Giants kept this game close. And in a close game, apparently A.J. Dillon isn't a good asset and they're not using him very much. And he's getting, you know, 58 yards or something like that on some carries and then that's it. So Aaron Jones is the back to own here and he's not going to skunk
0: you. But man, even this was not a good game. And as far as the Packers wide receivers, you want to start Lazard. He's getting touchdowns. But outside of that. I'm not
1: interested in trying to figure out if Romeo Dobbs or Randall Cobb or Christian Watson is going to have a good game. Are you going to drop those guys? Christian Watson had a hamstring injury. I don't think I want to drop Dobbs because he's so young and he could really break out this year. He's been
0: involved enough to where, yeah. yeah. He still had five targets in this game. So just I don't a see down people game. on the waiver wire. i want more than Dobbs. Yeah, I agree for the most part. Um, Unless like Kenneth Walker was out there okay. in a, in a league like that Dobbs isn't owned. So. Right. Um, all right, let's move on. Steelers at bills. Uh, the bills win 38 to three. This was, uh, it, it started off with a bang, huge pass from Josh Allen to Gabe Davis for, uh, a 98 yard touchdown. He went three of six for 171 and two touchdowns. Just a monster game. Josh Allen, 424 through the air, four passing touchdowns, added 42 rushing yards. Uh, Diggs, 8 of 11 for 102 and a touchdown. Khalil Shakir, 3 of 5 for 75 yards and a touchdown. Just getting it done through the air there. None of All the running the backs judges. really did much. Um, we'll talk about them in just a minute, but James Cook did score a touchdown near the end of the game. So... Um, Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. I, I think, you know, one thing I want to bring up about Gabe
1: Davis is like he's he's getting 171 yards and two touchdowns on three total touches. Uh that's that's the kind of thing that this guy's capable of, and he's gonna keep doing that if he's healthy and this offense is doing the things that they do. And I don't see that stopping this year. So keep rolling it with Gabe Davis. Uh this this isn't a fluke kind of thing. He's might he's not going to have 30 point games all the
0: time, but he's going to have touchdowns in a lot of games, guys. Definitely. They like using him in the red zone. So um, on the other side of the ball, it was not impressive. Uh, George Pickens was the only one who did much uh, six, six receptions on eight targets for 83 yards. Uh, not too bad. Deontay Johnson had 13 targets, but uh, I think he only had five receptions and not a very good game. Um, let's talk about the backfield here in Pittsburgh. Najee Harris and, and Warren. Uh, Warren was actually getting a bunch of receiving work in this game. He had f- uh, five targets, and Najee only had four targets. Uh, he did a lot more with his targets. He also had five carries eating into Najee, who only had 11 carries there. Uh, are you... How are you feeling about this? Because last year, Najee was really like kept afloat by all of the work. He had, you know, 80 to 90% of the work and he was getting targets like crazy. And we're seeing the targets to the running back position rise in this offense, but uh, Najee uh, has been very inefficient and he's splitting. So,
1: yeah, I don't feel good about it. And, um, you know, he hasn't been good against the defenses he's he's gone up against so far and they're not they haven't been you know the top d's in the league until
0: um, until until
1: the bills and now he faces buffalo or yeah sorry he just faced buffalo now he faces tampa bay and then at miami and then at the dolphin or sorry and at philly so we're coming up against you know this block of this level of competition and he's not going to face up to it and this offense isn't going to face up to it. Maybe some of the pass catchers will have some good games, but I don't really want to play the game of who's going to. So I'm hands off the Steelers for the next few weeks. Pass the bye.
0: All right. Um, On the other side of the ball, uh, the backfield there, Singletary Moss and Cook all split. Cook got work at the very end of the game when it was way out of hand and took uh, kind of a long one to the house. Nice run. Um, Singletary is probably still the guy that you'd most like to start in this backfield, but they've got a bye week coming up, and Cook has looked really good on his touches. Do you think there's a chance that after the bye, they try and get him more involved and he takes a larger workload here?
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't dislike that thought process. Um, I will say Singletary has been pretty um, efficient on his carries. I mean, he went six for forty-two, so seven yards a carry. You know, he's had a couple games that were kind of down. But and he's and he's only getting, you know, sub 10 carries a game usually. So if if they do take some of that role away and give it to James Cook, then that may be the valuable position in the backfield. But even right now, single Terry's just not cutting it for you, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. Um. All right. Well, let's move on to the uh, Chargers at the Browns Chargers score 30 and beat the Browns 28 in a game that they desperately tried to lose there right at the end. Uh, Eckler had 16 carries for 173 yards and a touchdown, went 4-4 in the passing game for 26 yards and a touchdown. Uh, So he was great. He is completely back. Uh, Nick Chubb, 17 for 134 and two touchdowns, continues to just wreck the league every game. Uh, Josh Kelly also had a nice game for the Chargers, 10 for 49 and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt scored a touchdown, 11 for 47 for the Browns. Uh, And you had some pass catchers involved as well. Mike Williams, 10 for 13 for 134. Uh, Amari Cooper, 7 of 12 for 76 and a touchdown. And and David Njoku, 6 of 6 for 88. Do you feel like Njoku is a guy that you can start all of the time? Because I was worried about him um we've seen some down games we've seen a huge blow-up game i'm still i still think he's you know he may be better than a a week-to-week streamer but uh how do you feel about Njoku?
1: that's kind of just how i feel about too he's better than a week-to-week streamer he's still not going to be you know i think he probably finishes as a top 10 12 tight end but he's going to have disappearing weeks so that's the nature of this position um i you know you can start a guy like Taysom hill who's we'll talk about soon and he'll have 30 point 40 point games and then have zero points so it's a weird it's a weird position guys
0: it is it's tough uh all right well uh let's move on we've got a lot to get through the texans at the jaguars texans win this game they uh are the last team to get a win on the season but there are now no teams without a win uh they win 13 to 6 Jags fall to two and three Damian Pierce was awesome in this game. 26 for 99 and a touchdown three of five for 14, uh, just running with a purpose, man. He, he was a monster out there, uh, on the other side of the ball, it was kind of the ETN show 10 for 71, three of five for 43, uh, James Robinson also had 10 carries, but only 27 yards and two of two for 12. So. What are your thoughts on this backfield? Is ETN somebody you want to try and buy right now? I know Brandon would
1: empath would you know he would say yes emphatically. Thank you, emphatically say yes, and and I don't disagree. Um, The he, he Brandon would point out that the touches are starting to move ETN's way, and he's looking efficient on his carries. He's taking care of the ball for the most part. Um, and James Robinson has, has not really been looking as good. What do you think about how James Robinson looks on the field right now?
0: Uh, you know, I thought he looked really good the first couple games and he seems to have slowed down in the last few. I'm not sure exactly what that is. It could just be the way the defensive schemes have been against their, um, you know, against their planning, or it could just be kind of the way he's being used in the offense. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Uh, cause you know, week one was really where he kind of proved like, okay, I can be back and um, he had a couple good games since then. So I would still, you know, I'm I'm OK starting James Robinson, but I'm a little worried right now. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of have to see how things shake out there. Yeah, he's uh, got a, you know, a kind of a decent schedule coming up. It's at yeah. Indy
1: and then the Giants and then, you know, home against Denver, home against Vegas. So those are some teams that you can run on right now, as long as Denver doesn't get it
0: together. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, and you're probably going to have to going through bye weeks So, you know, Good he's, point. he's a guy you're going to hang on, uh, you know, ETN's going to have some games, Robinson's going to have some games, but they're certainly not going to give ETN 80% of the workload there. So it's, it's going to be a split. You're going to be able to start some of them sometimes when they get down to the goal line, they're going to want to hand it to James Robinson up the middle. So yeah, he's, he's going to be a start. Um, Christian Kirk had a down week, 1 of 3 for 11. Marvin Jones had a nice week, 7 of 11 for 104. But I don't think, you know, uh, that's the nature of the wide receiver position. I think we chalk it up to that, and you probably start Christian Kirk next week because he's been been great. I agree, and that was probably just the the game plan for the Texans. Yeah, try and shut him down, and that's (sighs) why Marvin Jones got so many targets. But Marvin Jones is a good player, and uh, if there were, like, injuries there at the wide receiver position, you could flex Marvin Jones, so... Uh, Keep that in mind because he's probably just sitting out there on waivers and he's not a bad flex if uh, the Jags have some injuries. So Um, let's move on to the Bears at Vikings. Vikings take this one 29 to 22. It was a pretty close. It it looked like it was going to be a blowout turned into a pretty close game and the Vikings somehow pulled it out. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 296 and a touchdown through the air. And he did have a rushing touchdown. Dalvin Cook. 18 for 94, two touchdowns, Woo! 2 and 2 for 27. Finally had a really nice game. That's what we've been waiting for. Could have been even bigger there were like a couple uh plays that, you know, definitely could have gone to him or where he almost scored like I think he went down on the one at one play. So Yeah. He that had Kirk a
1: Cousins rush in could have easily been a Dalvin Cook play. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, he had a really nice game. Justin Jefferson, twelve of thirteen for one fifty-four, a two-point conversion, and he threw a twenty-three-yard pass to Dalvin Cook. So that he does was, it all. That was awesome. That guy's amazing. Um, David Montgomery on the other side, twelve for twenty and a touchdown, four of four for sixty-two receiving. Uh, he looked really good, and the Bears' offense looked somewhat competent in this game. Yeah, so that was nice to see. Um, it's a, you pointed out earlier
1: before the show, it's a divisional match. So, you know, maybe they are a little more prepared. Um, know the game plan a little better by, for the Vikings than, than some of these other teams. But, you know, I want to give it up to to, Jay, to Justin Fields because he, he looked surprisingly good, I think. He made some good decisions. Uh, had that beautiful bomb to Mooney that Mooney caught one-handed. Yeah. It was fun to watch, actually. Was, this was a good game.
0: Yeah, if they can start to figure it out. I mean, you can definitely continue to start David Montgomery. Yeah, I wouldn't want to start pass catchers there right now.
1: Um, no, yeah, I don't either. And I was telling Jordan, you know, it's we talk a lot of trash about the Bears in the fantasy football circle, you know, but they're doing what is going to win them games, which is getting their best player the ball. David Montgomery is touching the ball. He's efficient with it. He's getting work in the passing game. Just keep keep up what they're doing and hit all of your cues and they'll start winning some of these games
0: yeah and i'm sorry if you listened to me when i said you know if montgomery plays i don't really want to start him or herbert it was all montgomery so herbert immediately just moves back to a handcuff role and you can start david montgomery going forward as long as he's healthy yeah so all right uh let's move on we've got the lions at patriots the lions get blanked dude just toasted by these guys 29 to nothing they moved to one and four yeah it was it was bad patriots advanced to two and three uh damian harris left with a hamstring injury and ramondre stevenson took over 25 for 161 two of two for 14 had a 90 percent snap share a really nice game for him uh jacoby myers went seven of eight for 111 and a touchdown with the backup quarterback uh Bailey Zappi. So Yeah, nice, Zappi had a decent game. Nice game for him. Uh the Pats D had two sacks, an interception, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. No points allowed. Absolutely dominated. Um and then you had on the other side of the ball, uh Amon ra played but didn't do a whole lot. He was on a snap count. Uh that was a bummer. I played him, but uh, I played him over T Higgins who had a donut. So Oof. It, kind of worked out even though it didn't um raymond and reynolds both had more targets than amen i think you know they're about to hit their bye week and when after that you're probably going to be fine starting on but uh they're just trying to work him back in slowly after the injury so um yeah i'm not too worried about that um pats d they look really good they're they're Dude. tough it's gonna be like in it, when it when it's not an elite offense, you may want to try and look elsewhere when your players are playing against Pats D. I am
1: agreement with that. Um, we're gonna get further and further into this season. The weather's gonna get real cold, and this Pats D is going to be a problem for some of these guys. So watch out and uh... traveling there will be really tough one other thing is you know stevenson took and took on this role and in a lot of scenarios there's a lot more depth and you'll see somebody come in and take on part of that role that damian harris would have but right now there's nobody there Ty montgomery is on ir still um he has not recovered and come back to play yet so it is Vermondre stevenson and uh the the rookie that they still have right yeah they do have a rookie who they'll i'm sure they'll call up to play but it's gonna be the Ramondre stevenson show so go ahead and just have him in your lineup as long as harris is out
0: yeah so the next guy up i believe is kevin harris
1: yeah that sounds right and he, we've seen a little bit of him this year but they haven't really done much with him yet
0: yeah i imagine we'll definitely see more of him in the next game if damian harris is not good to go um but yeah, I think Ramondre yeah. Stevenson's definitely the guy there and you can, you can start him pretty confidently. And as long as Damian Harris is out. So, cool. um, all right, let's move on to the Seahawks at the saints. Uh, Seahawks 32 saints, 39. What a game, dude. Yeah, this was crazy. Uh, Taysom Hill, 9 for 112 on the ground, two mm. touchdowns, also threw a touchdown to Adam Troutman and picked up a fumble on special teams. He was all over the place. He pretty much single-handedly won this game for the Saints. It really like, felt like it. <laughs> that's it, I mean, every major play was Taysom Hill. Uh, Kamara had a nice game, though. 23 for 103, 6 of 6 for 91. He did fumble. Uh, Olave was injured. We talked about that a little bit, but he caught a touchdown, 4-6 for 54 in that touchdown. We'll have to see if he clears protocol and is able to get he, back on the field.
1: He looks like a major part of this offense, though. If you know He's going to come back from this con- concussion, and he, he looks like somebody that they want the ball to go through. So as long as he's healthy, you can keep flexing him.
0: This rookie wide receiver class has been awesome. Oh, it's so sick. Um, all right, then, uh, so... Smith sixteen and twenty five for two sixty eight and three touchdowns. Three tutties, yeah. Gino Smith, dude. Yeah. This against the Saints defense because, you know he put that up against Marshawn Lattimore and company in New Orleans. <laughs> almost won this game. Um, lock Should it, have won this game. Lockett five of six for one hundred four and two touchdowns. That one, that long bomb oh that gosh. he caught. I mean, that that pass was perfect. Uh, Metcalf five of eight for 88 and a touchdown. He fumbled, uh, Walker eight for 88 and a touchdown.
1: Yeah. He came in for Rashad Penny when he went down and, you know, he's going to be out for the season. It sounds like, and Walker came in, had a, how long was that run? I don't know. I didn't see the exact yardage, but it was a beautiful run for that touchdown. And, uh, he looks like he's going to be the guy. Yeah. Go ahead and just stick him in your lineup cuz yeah. the ball.
0: Yeah, if you own Walker, you can start him going forward. Rashad Penny's done. Um they're definitely not going to give him 100% of the work. They're no, going to mix in there. DJ Dallas Travis guys Homer. Guys is still Travis there? Homer I think is still there, still around. So he's somewhere they'll find him if they need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a like a child lost in a store. He's like hiding in the clothing rack, you know. <laughs> They call out, like, a color alert.
1: Okay, All right. so I got a question for you, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, with, with Penny out for the season, um, up to this point through five weeks, Dino Smith's been averaging 31.4 attempts per
0: game, and that's with a healthy backfield. Do you think that goes up? Uh, no, but I think he's probably going to keep being good. Nice. Yeah, I think it's going to stay the same because they still have Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas. If you saw an injury to Kenneth Walker, then, yeah, I think, well, you know, it would probably really hurt their offense. They want to be able to run the ball, and they need a a good running back to do that. That's true. Walker is going to walk into a lot of opportunity. The receivers here are no joke,
1: man. You can win a game throwing the ball if you're the Seahawks. So,
0: um yeah any other big takeaways from this game um you know i I don't think the saints
1: defense is is as good as maybe we thought they were, but that that's hard to say, man, because the Seahawks just genuinely look good
0: yeah I'm not sure i'm I'm not convinced that the Saints defense is elite. We'll say that they're mm. probably still top half, but sure. Yeah, they haven't have not been that great. So all right. Well, let's talk dolphins at Jets. The uh Dolphins came in here, they were pretty flat. They only scored 17 points. Jets go for 40. Brees. <sighs> Brees Hall. Brees
1: Hall.
0: 18 for 97 and a touchdown. Two He's of incredible. two for a hundred yards. Yeah. Almost scored on that play, too. Got taken down at the
1: one twice. And mop-up man Michael Carter came in.
0: <laughs> yeah, 10 for 21 and two touchdowns. <laughs> two a two for 12. So uh, it's, it's obvious whose backfield this is, but it's also obvious that uh, Michael Carter is going to continue to have a role. And so if you think they're going to blow out another team, you can play both of them, even though I don't think that's – likely to happen a lot but man you got to be pretty happy with the uh, moves this team made we were talking about this the rookies that these guys picked up in this year's draft have really made an impact for this team
1: yeah hey uh new york jets fans who is how do you decide which jersey to buy? that's what i want to know which one of these rookies are you happiest with you got sauce gardner who is just draped all over every wide receiver he's playing right now and some of the best in the league it's not you know joe schmoe's out there he's not placing the giants right now who have no wide receiving core so it's you know he's actually doing his job as a rookie against some of these elite wide receivers it's incredible then you've got garrett wilson who looks like a stud he came in and stole all the work from elijah moore who already looks pretty good so you got to be stoked about that And then Brees Hall, man. I mean, this was the performance of the week. If you ask me, he looks like the clear best rookie running back. He looks like one of the best running backs in the league right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, Wilson did have a little bit of a down game. Moore, Wilson, and Davis all had four targets, uh, but they did not need to do a lot of throwing in this game. Bridgewater, unfortunately for the Dolphins, was concussed on the first play of the game. And so you had Skylar Thompson come in. Um, he is a rookie this year. He went 19 at 33, 166. Had an interception. Had a fumble that he lost. So not a great game for tough him. Game, man. Um, you know, tough to come in in that situation too when you're the third guy there. You just got called up because two is injured, and then you immediately got to go in. So um, Mostert had a really nice game here, 18 for 113 and a touchdown. Caught a passing or caught a receiving touchdown. Uh, Hill seven for seven, seven of seven for 47. Uh, so that's, you know, he had an okay game before he, uh, he did get banged up there at the end. So, um, he's just going to be involved every week is kind of what I wanted to
1: highlight here. You know, seven for seven is not a great game or for 47, isn't a great game unless you're in a PPR league, then it's fine and definitely didn't sink you. But you know, every week you're going to see. This is the floor. Seven targets is
0: the floor. Yeah, he is always involved. So, um, all right, we'll uh, we'll move to the Falcons Buccaneers game. This was actually a pretty close game. Falcons fifteen, Buccaneers win it with twenty one. They move to three and two. Falcons are two and three on the season. Uh, the roughing the passer call at the end of the game has been very controversial. Such a weak call and uh um, such a brady call. So yeah, the, you know, Falcons fans are are not happy with that. We don't really, you know, we can't say that the Falcons would have won had that call not happened, but we can say that that call happened and they did not win. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know. Um it's rough. Uh Brady had a good game though. Uh 35 of 52 for 351 and a touchdown. Uh, second game in a row with 52 pass attempts yeah man 104 over two games that's huge um that's that's what you want if you're you know playing these wide receivers is you want the quarterback that's going to sling it constantly so it's nice to see uh four net, uh 14 for 56 and a touchdown had eleven targets, caught ten for eighty three and a touchdown. Dude, really nice game. He looks like the net.
1: like one of the best receiving backs right now. He's all he he's catching everything and
0: he runs with a full head of steam immediately. He looks good. And Tom Brady trusts him to Yeah. I mean he's he's almost playing the James White role on yeah. top of playing like Like a full running back. a full running back. Dude, he's a true bell cow.
1: It's wild.
0: Yeah. Now, Rashad White has been getting mixed into the passing game a little bit, and he looks like a really good pass-catching running back as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. A lot of teams are jealous of having two good pass-catching running backs. Yeah. Mike Evans, 4 of 8 for 81. Avery Williams got a touchdown and looked good on special teams. Yeah, that was uh, the small running back for...
1: The Falcons, basically their backfield looked really bad. Um, No Cordero Patterson in this game, but also you're facing Tampa Bay, who has a great run defense, not just a good one.
0: Yeah, Avery Williams had three carries for 11 yards and that touchdown. Tyler Algier got the bulk of the workload, 13 carries for 45. And you did have Huntley get eight carries for 34 yards. Yeah, so it was broken so up. So they really just split it between the three with uh, no Cordero Patterson there. So I feel like when he comes back, you can probably plug him right back into your lineup. Oh, yeah. It seems like he is the by far the best player. Uh, running back they have there
1: i agree and they have no attachment it doesn't seem like to me to tyler algier
0: i mean he's a fifth round running back so it's not a lot of investment and um he's not winning the job right now so yeah it doesn't seem to be that way all right uh any other big takeaways from the falcons buccaneers man i'm just bummed about that call still
1: but we can move on
0: i'm bummed about that too but i'm also bummed about the fact that like Brady had 351 yards and only threw one touchdown. And the one touchdown he threw was to Leonard Fournette. Like yeah. no touchdown to Evans, no touchdown to Godwin. I played those guys in the DFS. I played those guys in my leagues and nada. Did uh, We
1: mention Kate Otten.
0: It was "Oh, Kate, Oh, we didn't Kate Otten had a really nice game. Um, filling in for Cameron Brate, who is injured. And he's been getting involved anyways, but Brate has stayed involved. So without Brate, it looks like you can start Otten. It's probably the opposite as well, where if Brate's there and Otten's not, you can start Brate. And you probably don't want to start either when both are healthy. Dude,
1: they have a decent schedule moving forward, too. It's at Pittsburgh, at Carolina, home against Baltimore, home against Rams, home against Seattle.
0: Yeah, So that's not bad um keep lining up your bucks yeah they're gonna keep getting it done that offense like this was a down game with only 21 points so they're they're gonna they're gonna have some big games going forward as they play some really weak teams um all right titans at commanders 21 17 titans win this they move to three and two commanders are one and four on the season derrick henry 28 for 102, two touchdowns, two of two for 30. Uh Hilliard also had a receiving touchdown, so their backfield was getting it done for them in this game. Uh They've done
1: that in a couple games where they actually win. Yeah. So
0: yeah, Hilliard's a good player and he's definitely the guy to own if Derek if something happens to Derrick Henry, but man, Derrick Henry has been getting it done looking like Derrick Henry of old. Mm-hmm. Looking uh,
1: like he could finish as uh, you know, top either if not rb1 top five rb yeah
0: so. yeah he's he's nice to have um carson wentz he had a pretty good game i'm glad i recommended him for this week it wasn't too bad 25 of 38 359 yards and two touchdowns did throw a pick there at the very end of the game uh diami brown was the right wide receiver getting it done uh two of four for 105 and two touchdowns yeah his first two touchdowns of his career yep so that was crazy to see uh, with Jahan Dotson out. He ended up being the touchdown guy. Uh, McLaurin, five of <laughs> six for 76. Poor McLaurin. <laughs> Always the receiver,
1: never the touchdown
0: guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's the long bomb. Like, hey, get it. Get it to the one and then we'll throw a touchdown to this yep. other guy. Um, yeah you can continue to stream once against week D's and Washington plays Chicago next week. So you can continue to play once if you need to, he has receiving options there. He's finding ways to get it done. Like not all the time, but I thought so on a bounce back after two bad weeks that he'd find a way. So uh, you could probably play him again against the bears and uh, go from there. You, you can't, you can't assume you can play him the rest of the way. That's for sure. He's still Carson Wentz. So. Yeah, but I mean, in,
1: in games where they're going to be competitive or win, I think Carson Wentz is probably going to have a pretty good game. There, you know, there is the Commanders. Unless Brian Robinson comes in and bursts on the scene and is phenomenal, like they're going to win games through the air. So,
0: Antonio Gibson's moving back to the returns. Special, I know, yeah, special teams player now. <laughs> All right. I don't want to go too deep into that, but what do you like? What do you think is going to happen? Because I, I think that team is completely uncommitted to Antonio Gibson, oh, and yeah. they would like Brian Rob. They would like nothing more than Brian Robinson to take that role, and J.D. McKissick to be in the McKissick role, mm-hmm. and they use Gibson on like they use him as a gadget player and a return guy.
1: Yeah, you could see him lining up in the slot, maybe a little bit more. Um, you know. But uh, that's it. That's the, the only positive I could even think of for this, and that still isn't doing you much because he's not going to get the carries
0: and the volume that you need him to get. It's going to be rough. All Sorry, right. guys. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's go on to the 49ers at Panthers. 49ers smashed them 37-15. to 15. The Panthers' offense looked terrible, and they fired their coach. So, <laughs> CMC went 14 for 54 and a touchdown, had seven receptions for 50 yards. So, another 100 yard game total and got in the end zone. Uh, he's getting it done despite how bad the Panthers are. Uh, Debo had a slow night, but he did catch a touchdown pass on two for 20. And Jeff Wilson lit it up 17 for 120 yards and a touchdown, uh, had a catch for 12 yards. Kevin Coleman had a pretty nice game eight for 23 and a touchdown three catches for 44 and a touchdown dude. And those catches were sweet. Yeah. Coleman looked really nice. He has been in, he knows this offense. He's played for Shanahan before on this Niners team a couple years ago and on the Falcons before that. And so, yeah, so I think Coleman is maybe the guy you want to own behind Jeff Wilson. We're gonna talk about him in the waiver wire portion. Yep. I think we so should I, I like Tevin Coleman in, in this offense specifically. I probably wouldn't on any other team, but you can actually play him for the Niners. So um DJ Moore, four for fifty nine, eight targets, uh had a carry for eight yards. We got to hope for better days ahead with a new coach in town. So um think their uh, defensive coordinator is taking over coaching duties currently. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen, but um, yeah, as excited
1: as you sound about it is how excited we should all be.
0: I'm not optimistic <laughs> that things are just going to turn around. I'm not either. And,
1: even I don't if, think Carolina don't think if fans it's or Sam Darnold optimistic or if it's Baker or if it's PJ Walker, it matters all that much. And it doesn't matter if it's Matt Rule or somebody else. Like this year's probably gonna be pretty bad for offensive pieces in Carolina that aren't named Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah. Um, all right eagles moved to five and zero. they beat the cardinals 20 to 17 in arizona hertz goes 26 to 36 didn't have a passing touchdown but 15 for 61 and two touchdowns on the ground this is why his floor is so high that rushing it helps so much uh his down weeks are not down weeks compared to what other quarterbacks are going to do so you know him lamar josh allen Bits. That's why these guys are separating themselves so much from the rest of the quarterbacks. I, I think it also
1: is the thing that's like, OK, well, you you mentioned the high floor, but then that increases that ceiling so much. Oh, oh, yeah. Those these it's guys, uh, when they don't put up an 18 point game, <laughs> it's like it's usually a 30 or 40 point game and you're, it can win you a week. So, yeah i I think I'm just going to switch over to a early QB in a, in drafts in the future. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. I want to lock up one of these guys. I mean, it will. So far this year, it would be working out for you. Uh, Devontae Smith, ten for eighty-seven on eleven targets. AJ Brown, only three for thirty-two, had a you know a down game. It happens. It's because uh,
1: I played him in our DFS lineup. That's it why.
0: seems like. He and Devontae Smith don't really I don't share. They don't have big games at the same time. I think, yeah. you know. We'll, like
1: like the the Tyler Lockett DK Metcalf thing like can't happen with them for some reason.
0: Well, we'll see if it continues, but I I mean, I think they had one game where both were okay. Uh but it seems like if one booms, the other kind of suffers. So, we'll, we'll we'll watch for that, but uh Miles Sanders 15 for 58 and two for six through the air. Uh, not a great game, but you can probably continue to start him because he's going to continue to get volume and a good offense and maybe see some goal line attempts when uh, Hertz doesn't take him. Yeah. So uh,
1: Dallas Goddard had a great game too. He, he was, did uh, eight eight for nine for 95 yards. So you can keep rolling out Dallas Goddard, man. He, he was a good pickup too.
0: Yeah. Uh, other side of the ball. Kyler Murray, 28 for 42, had a touchdown, had an interception, only four for 42 on the ground. Uh, Where are we at with this? Because Kyler is really not rushing as much as he has in the past. uh, Can you? I'm mad about it. That's where (laughs) I'm at with it. Do you? I mean, he's obviously not on the tier with those other guys for sure. Um does his rushing give him enough of a floor that you still feel confident starting Kyler every week? Or do you feel like in a one QB league, you can like use him as a streaming quarterback? Ugh. Like you can't dro- I don't think you can. You drop can't him. drop him. Not even in a one QB. He'd be snatched up so quick. But like, I'm going to start him over Russell Wilson. Usually. Yeah, Definitely.
1: But, you know, I'm in a 2QB league right now where my three quarterbacks, because I have one injured on IR, my three quarterbacks right now are Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Daniel Jones. And this was supposed to be, you know,
0: pretty good. I'm going to (laughs) play Kyler and Daniel Jones right now. Dude, that's brutal. Yeah. He's been getting it done at the end of games, so... Uh, he hasn't exactly been terrible, but he just hasn't hasn't really been great. He hasn't had any he, boom games, really. And uh, dude, he's, he's
1: really inaccurate. I mean, he's, he's had, you know, more games than not where he's thrown close, to, you know, close to 50 percent completion. It's not looking very good. Yeah, so
0: they need Hopkins back and he's going to be back soon. They've got one more game to get through. So, um, Hollywood, he had a nice game, 8 for 78 and a touchdown on 10 targets. James Conner was 9 for 55 and a touchdown before leaving with his rib injury. Yeah, that's and a nice looking that, carries, man. Yeah, and after that, Eno Benjamin, 8 for 25 and uh three receptions for 28 yards. He also had a touchdown on the ground, so Yeah. This
1: team was actually getting it done on the ground against a tough Eagles defense. Um do you think the Eagles have had the benefit of kind of a
0: weak schedule? They have, but this team's still really good. They're uh they're finding ways to get it done and Hurts makes it so difficult on your mm-hmm. defense. So, um they're really not struggling on the offensive end at all like it's weird because they've scored a lot in the first half and then not a lot in the second half, but they really haven't needed to score in the second half of games. Obviously sure. they're five so. and they're, Yeah. And the defense is keeping games, low scoring anyways. It, exactly. So if they get up early, it's really tough for somebody to come back on this defense. They just start teeing off on your quarterback every time he drops back. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's brutal. Um, Yeah. They're, I think they're going to keep being good. It's uh, you know, They, I don't think they have a hard schedule for a long time. Dude, this, yeah, them
1: and the Giants both have an easy schedule for the most part this season.
0: So they've got the benefit of that and the benefit of a really solid defense, making it, uh, yeah, making it tough for comebacks. And then their offense is just they get out hot, you know. So they're they're moving it. Um, All right, let's talk about Cowboys at the Rams. Cowboys win twenty-two to ten. Cooper Rush wins another game. Cowboys are four and one. Uh, Four and oh with Cooper Rush. Yeah. He's 10 of 16 for one Oh two and four carries for negative one yards. Not a great stat line, but they get it done. Uh, Zeke 22 for 78 Pollard eight for 86 and a touchdown. Got it going in this game. We didn't even know if he was going to play, but he again looked like he was shot out of a cannon. He does that man. he he jukes guys out of their socks too yeah uh cd lamb 5 for 53 on eight targets the rams looked really bad matthew stafford 28 for 42 and a touchdown had an interception two fumbles cooper cup uh he got it done seven for 125 and one on 10 targets had a carry for four yards but there were uh, a couple plays where it looked like he and Stafford were not on the same page. Um, Tyler Higby, another pretty nice game for a tight end, seven for forty-six on ten targets. You know, he's at least seeing the volume. So. He's consistent. Yeah, he used... consistently seeing volume. It, that's like so much more than you can ask for from most. So
1: had another terrible game from Allen Robinson. So you know, I, I was kind of having an argument with somebody on Twitter about whether or not Allen Robinson is droppable, and I think he completely is if you're in a 10 team league if you're in a 12 team league it doesn't really matter if somebody picks him up that's a bomb on their team because this guy's not going to do anything in an offense that's throwing the ball 42 times and doesn't have room for his targets it's uh it's
0: crazy but yeah i i totally agree you cannot you can't hold on to Allen Robinson as we go into bye weeks. There's no room for a guy who sits on your bench at the wide receiver position who you never feel like you can play.
1: Yeah, he has no he has no upside. I'm sorry, unless Cooper Cup is out of this out of the game and you just can't. I'm not holding handcuffs for wide receivers, especially on offenses that aren't even working except for that one player. You know, this isn't because this is because cooper cup is is awesome that he's able to put up 125 points on this rams team right now. They're not good right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, where are you at with Allen Robinson in a dynasty?
1: Huh. I've I pray that you haven't had to own Allen Robinson in a dynasty for the last 3 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, let's move on Bengals Ravens Bengals 17 Ravens 19 they have moved to three and two Lamar 174 and a touchdown through the air 12 for 58 rushing uh, again adding that nice floor so it wasn't a huge game for yeah. Lamar but uh, a nice you know 17 18 points it's just a uh, down game yeah not worried about it. Burrow, 217 yards to the air in a touchdown. Ran in a touchdown as well. Pretty decent game. Uh, Andrews was great. 8 to 10 for 89 yards and a touchdown. Devin Duvernay, I'm glad I recommended him. Five receptions for 54 yards. Added three carries for 24. Not too bad. He was good and involved there. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, T. Higgins had a donut here. This was brutal. They, uh, I did start him in our dynasty league. He was supposed to be playing and he pretty much stood on the sideline the entire time. So it was, it was awful. Uh, The, this Ravens
1: defense too was better than I think we kind of thought they would be.
0: Yeah. The offense for the Bengals really, really struggled. I mean, chase was seven of 12 for 50 yards. Uh, Mixon had 88 yards total on 17 touches. So they, uh, Tyler Boyd was my flex
1: of the week and he had a terrible game.
0: Yeah. So. They just struggled overall to move the ball against this Ravens defense. And uh, the uh, Ravens were able to get it done. Justin Tucker kicked a couple field goals and looked really good as always. And uh, Dobbins, he was only eight for 44. So the Ravens really struggled on the ground other than Lamar Um how do you feel about Dobbins going forward? This was just a tough game, man. I'm going to keep playing Dobbins, I think. These divisional games, um, yeah, they're, they can be brutal. They can be really defensive games. They can be really high scoring offensive games, but you do get a lot of close games in division stuff. So, um, I think that's kind of what you chalk it up to is the defenses kind of had each other's number in this game. And so, um, uh, You know, other than uh, other than Andrews having a really big game, uh, everybody was kind of held in check for the most part, and the Ravens just kind of had to scrape it out at the end. So, Um, but it was a good game. Not not quite as high scoring as I would have thought.
1: Yeah, it's what man. This was weird. I I did think it would be more high scoring. I I thought Bengals would put up at least you know twenty four points, and I didn't think the Ravens would win this game. I guess, and then they they did narrowly. And I don't know man just this whole this whole game was very confusing to me, so i'm I'm not sure how to feel about this stuff going forward.
0: All right, uh let's get into our last game of the week, tonight's game, the Monday Night football game, Raiders losing to the chiefs twenty nine to thirty, and a heartbreaker. Raiders are one and four. Chiefs are four and one. Mahomes had a really nice game, two ninety two and four touchdowns. All four of them to Travis Kelsey, who was seven for twenty five yards and four touchdowns. That that must be the lowest yardage in a four touchdown game.
1: I don't know, but I, 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 probably. But it tied the record for tight end touchdowns in a game. Wow! Wow!
0: Uh, MVS six for ninety, Hardman four for seventy three. Juju was kind of the low man here, three for thirty three. So uh, again, these wide receivers are just not the pieces to own there. Uh, Dude, you're not kidding. I'm done playing Juju. I'm. I don't want
1: to start MVS even after a game where he has you know a good target share.
0: Yeah, I'm worried about Juju. He really has not been great. Um, Jacobs was great in this game. Josh Jacobs. 21 for 154 and a touchdown. 5 of 5 for 39 through the air. He was awesome. Uh, Gave the Raiders fans hope because when Jacobs is awesome in a game, we usually win it, and uh, it was close, so. Uh, you can probably continue to play Josh Jacobs as long as you think the Raiders will be competitive in that game, because it seems like the game plan under this coaching regime is not the same as we've had in the past. And they actually want to give Jacobs a pretty large workload. So, uh, you know, he's, he other running backs
1: aren't doing anything.
0: No, he does lose some of the passing downs work. um, But he's, he's still getting, you know, five receptions in this game. So, Uh, it's it's enough Um, i
1: really think he's one of the better pass catching running backs as far as
0: skill set goes in the whole league yeah he's good in space so uh you you can keep playing jacobs for the most part uh adams three of seven for 124 yards and two touchdowns dude three receptions you know I, i mean this is part of the raiders struggles is you have to get the ball like yeah, he went for 124 yards and two touchdowns on those three receptions. Well, that's exactly why he needs to have the ball in his hands more than three times.
1: Yeah, in all fairness, I mean it should should have been four receptions. He was uh, stepped on the line on yeah. one of those yeah, catches. That
0: was on him there. Um,
1: didn't get both feet down in time was really the deal, but.
0: You know Uh, he kind of bobbled the ball when one of his feet tapped and then didn't get it down again. So Yeah, uh, Waller left this game with a hamstring injury as well. So we need to mention that.
1: We I feel like we've seen Hunter Renfro go back to a kind of role that's like much more helpful to the actual team than to your fantasy team. Yeah. Um do you feel like you can play Hunter Renfro going forward?
0: Uh, no, I'd rather not like he's, he's an okay play in a game where you think that it's going to be a really high over under because maybe he sees enough targets. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, guess I'd prefer not to cause there's there's just targets going all over the place in this offense. So how about CEH had a, had a bad
1: kind of a down game. Do you, uh, do you view him any differently after this game?
0: I mean, he got outscored by McKinnon. Um, McKinnon looked okay in this game. He had some really nice runs. He looked like he had a little juice. and uh, Maybe they were just kind of riding the hot hand. Uh, Travis Kelsey caught all the touchdowns, so I don't know. They just really split up the workload, but Pacheco wasn't involved. He only had one carry. Uh, I think McKinnon's going to continue to be an annoyance, but CEH is probably the guy you still want to start there and yeah, I you agree. know, if you throw him on your bench next week he's going to score two touchdowns. So you probably just have to line him up and and trust that that's one of the best offenses in football and their running back is going to score fantasy points. That's the way it works. That's good enough for me, Jordan. Cool. How about we get into this waiver wire? Let's do it. All right. Uh the first guy I want to talk about is uh it, in a one QB league, let's talk about Geno Smith because I think the way he's been playing, he's had two really nice games out of five and only one bust game out of those five. And uh, that bust game was at San Francisco against a really good defense. So I think Geno Smith, who has a pretty soft schedule coming up is a guy that you can play uh, for several weeks in a row right now. So their upcoming schedule is Arizona at the Chargers home against the Giants and then at Arizona. And I think for those four weeks, you can probably play him all four weeks. Uh, I know that the Chargers have a lot of names on defense, but they have not been that impressive this year. And uh, the Giants having to travel clear to Arizona, that's a game that you know, he could eat, his, or I'm sorry, having to travel clear to Seattle. Uh, I was looking at Arizona the next game, you know, um, but having to travel clear to Seattle from New Jersey, uh, that's going to be tough. So I think Smith might be able to get it done in that game as well. So, um, yeah. And Arizona's a really weak defense, which they've got two of the next four games against. So I think he's kind of set up to have some success going forward. I like Geno Smith as a player in a one QB league. And then uh, the two QB league guys you're going to want to look at are going to be PJ Walker for the Panthers. It sounds like Baker's going to miss at least a week or two. And Skylar Thompson with uh, both QBs concussed there in Miami. I don't know if either's going to be able to play next week with the scrutiny that the team is under. So they may have no choice but to play Skylar Thompson and see who yeah. they're able to activate to be his backup um, in an emergency role. But I don't know that I necessarily want to play him. But if you have a bunch of injuries and you're in a yeah. deep league, get a two QB league, you might you very well might have to. So
1: and, I mean, he's he's got kind of a week schedule coming up, too. It's Minnesota, uh, Pittsburgh at Detroit at Chicago. And with the weapons like, you know, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, it, doesn't take him having an incredible quarterback game. It just takes him getting the ball to the right people.
0: Yeah, and Raheem Mostert's looking really good too. So they've got a run game.
1: Yeah, um, um, I, I kind of agree with you that in the two QB league, he's worth worth looking at and
0: rostering. Cool. <laughs> uh, you want to tell us about the running backs?
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm. I mean, obviously Kenneth Walker the third. If he is on your waivers somehow still, please blow it. Blow it all. Go spend all your fab. Yeah,
0: number one priority. Number one waiver. Yeah.
1: Go spend it. This is what you've been waiting on. Uh, Eno Benjamin, I'm willing to throw a little bit of money at too. He looks good when he's getting work, and James Conner isn't like the pinnacle of health. Certainly not. Let's let's go ahead and and look at Eno Benjamin. How much would you spend on somebody like Benjamin Jordan?
0: Um, I don't know how much time James Conner is going to miss and he's really only valuable with Conner, uh, out. So if I was the James Conner owner, I'd probably be willing to spend 10 to 20% of my budget. And if I'm in a really bad spot at running back and I need a spot start this week, that's about where I'm at as well. So that's probably who you're competing with is the Conner owner is competing with whoever is the most injured at running back and if you need yeah. to spend a little over 20 percent to try and get him then uh it's probably worth it but we do need we we aren't sure that james connor won't be able to play this week so you you know watch watch the news and if you uh like if news comes out tomorrow before waivers are processed that uh james connor is likely to play then i would only spend a couple bucks on him and i wouldn't wouldn't spend anywhere near
1: that yeah but they've got a long ways to go before their bye week so it's not like they've got a lot of time to heal up or anything like
0: that yeah
1: um okay next person on the list is tevin coleman jordan um i've been burnt by tevin coleman before i have Um, as well the the problem with him is inconsistency and injury um i'm not willing to spend up a lot for him but if i need a spot start maybe it's worth picking up
0: Yeah, the 49ers, uh, they always have injuries at the running back position, and they always use uh, a lot of guys throughout the season there, and Tevin Coleman is one of those guys. So uh, he's going to get some work there. It looks like currently he's the two behind Jeff Wilson, and so he probably needs to be rostered because he could easily have you know, one to three or four weeks where he ends up getting a huge workload. If, and they uh, actually use him in the Wilson. passing game, which is not something we see out of other running backs in this system. He for made some, some nice catches too. So uh, he's had success in the Kyle Shanahan system previously, and you, you, he's not... You he's gotcha. not a must start but he's a must own. You can't I, leave him on the I
1: waiver. I think so too and you've got good matchups coming up against, you know, at Atlanta, home against Kansas City
0: and then at the Rams. Yeah, and you can drop Jordan Mason. They yeah, I agree. You know, he How has a You drop Jordan Mason. Probably. I, I womp womp. Uh, If it's really deep Maybe hang on to him to see, you know, just how everybody's health is the rest of the season. But if there's somebody on your waiver wire who's getting play right now, I would definitely drop Jordan Mason for them. All right, how about Josh Kelly? We got running back for the uh, for the Chargers.
1: Uh, he looks like the clear handcuff to me for Austin Eckler. What do you think, Jordan?
0: Same, yeah. Is uh, this the time
1: of year where you want to sure up that handcuff spot?
0: Probably not yet. Uh, as we head into as we head into bye weeks, um, you're going to need guys you can start. And so it's tough to handcuff your own guys right now. It's a lot easier to pick up a speculative ad who is behind somebody else's running backs and like hope that their guy gets hurt and that yeah. you have more guys to start that way. So uh, if you aren't the Austin Eckler owner and you can go snag him for cheap. He's a nice little ad that you maybe want to put on the end of your roster. Sure. If I'm the Eckler owner, then I don't necessarily feel like he's a must ad right now. Cool. That was my question. Yeah. Cause if nothing <coughs> happens to Eckler, then he probably gets dropped back to the waiver wire, like several times between now and when we get closer to playoffs, when I do want to have him. They only have two more games until they're by. Um, If you've got deep benches, then yes, I want to have him. But, like, you know, in your typical, like, five or six bench guy or, you know, six-spot bench, like, you probably can't afford to just have him sit there behind Eckler for for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up, too, he he didn't do
1: this, you know, this 10-attempt, 49-yard, and a touchdown Game on, like any more increased workload or anything like that. He's he played twenty five percent of snaps, which is what he's been playing consistently throughout this season. So I think really what happens is you know Eckler had huge runs, so then he gets taken off the field at more opportune moments where Kelly gets used
0: in a you know in a, in a role where he's actually touching the ball. Yeah, and the defense is already winded from having to chase Eckler clear down the front. right, so it opens up some lanes for him. Yeah. I think that's that's probably true. Um, you definitely can't start him unless Eckler's not playing. Yeah, and Eckler's fine right now. He's totally healthy as far as we know. So he looks, he looks amazing. Great. Um, <laughs> Dion Jackson for the Colts is the last guy we had on this list. Uh, he's kind of interesting because if Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines are both uh you know questionable going into the weekend, then he could end up seeing a lot of work, but. Uh, if they're both back, or if, you know, as long as Naeem Hines is back, I don't think Deion Jackson's going to see a lot of valuable work. Like, as long as one of them is back. Yeah, I
1: agree. And he got, you know, he had four of four targets. And basically, he got what Naheem Hines would have got to plus his role. So if Naeem's is if Naeem Hines is there, they're going to split that backfield. I don't really want to roster Deion johnson Deion jackson at all excuse me
0: no only in a really deep league probably um at wide receiver alec pierce he looked really good for the Colts.
1: if he's there pick him up
0: yeah if you got room on your roster i don't know if you can start him right away but these rookie wide receivers have really impressed he's a second round guy that the colts really liked and would you drop chase claypool for him
1: yes i think so i think i would too all right, Josh Reynolds is the next uh, next name on this list. If Chark stays out, are you excited to get Reynolds on your team?
0: Uh, yeah, he's looked really good. Um, and he this is not the first time he's looked really good on an NFL field. So yep. I think you can if if Ren, if Chark's missing or if Amon Ra's missing, you can do a lot worse than Josh Reynolds in your flex or wide receiver three spot. Cool. Move on to tight end, Jordan. All right, so where are we at with Taysom Hill? He's just—he's—he's he's so frustrating. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin with Taysom Look, Hill.
1: If—if if Jameis Winston's going to be injured for a lot of this season, uh, you know, Andy Dalton's not the answer. He's not going to win them a bunch of games, but he's still going to get most of the snaps at QB. Um, but it—it it makes Taysom Hill
0: valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Taysom Hill is valuable (laughs) if Jameis Winston's banged up or if he's not playing, but outside of that, I, you know, he's, he's a gadget player and gadget players occasionally go off. Like they'll have a big game because the defense isn't prepared for that type of stuff. And Taysom Hill's good at what he does. Uh, he's a really talented guy, but he's going to disappear in a lot of games too. So, um, I don't feel confident starting him week in, week out at the tight end position. He's had one target on the season. It's just not ideal, but in a deep league, like you're probably pretty excited to start him with the upside. He offers you. Fair enough. We got one more name. Bellinger. Yeah, he's getting the targets there for the Giants. And if they're going to keep winning and they don't have any wide receivers. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> might they don't have you. any other tight ends either. Yeah, what do you... I mean, I don't understand. I, I really don't understand how the Giants keep doing this. Uh, they can't keep I got one name for you, Jordan.
1: It. Saquon Barkley.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. It's him and Daniel Jones somehow, like, willing that team to victory. Dude, Jones
1: is good on his legs. And, you know... He's had problems before with injuries and like ankle injuries and stuff like that specifically. But man, when this guy is healthy, he he books it, he runs hard, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna he run for wants
0: to win. He runs for like 50 yards at least. <laughs> it's awesome. All right, that's gonna do it. We're gonna have to wrap this up. All right, it's late. It is late. I have to get food, I'm starving. Hey, I'm um, glad we got this episode
1: out. Guys, we had a lot of technical difficulties yeah, this. Yeah, this is our
0: third attempt at this episode, and it looks like we finally got it. So let's get our Twitter handles out before we have to cut the episode or it <laughs> just stops working anymore. Uh, you can follow us at Best BestCoastFF. I am at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I'm at BCFF
1: Josh. You can find Brandon on Twitter at BCFF underscore Brandon. We miss you, buddy.
0: Yeah. And we appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, please uh, leave us a review on Apple podcasts, uh, like subscribe, all of that good stuff. And we're going to be doing a lot more stuff going forward. So uh, we'll be back with you on like Wednesday for, uh, for week six previews and to discuss uh, who's on buy and what to do about it. So thanks talk everybody. To you soon.